Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. What? The Queen's birthday gun salute's been cancelled. Are you joking? I'm gutted. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock now. Pre-recorded. From Leeds, Alec Feldman. Five seconds of summer on Wizard Radio before that. Benny, super lonely. It's Alec here. Good afternoon. How are you? It's all good? Happy week, whatever it is, of lockdown. Stir crazy yet? A little bit? Yeah, I thought so. How's your week been? Have you been up to much? No, no, I didn't think you would have done, but it's worth asking, just in case. You never know. Something incredible might have happened. I've had quite a nice one. It's been chilled, but I've been I've been doing stuff. Got stuff to do. I had to submit a virtual presentation this week. That was fun. It was like a PowerPoint presentation, but delivered virtually. So I narrated it and he had all the slides, but then in the bottom corner of the slides, there was like a little box with my face in it and it was kind of kind of funny. I enjoyed that. And that, what, what else have I done? Nothing really. Just, just virtual presentation, chilling, Netflixing, started a new puzzle. That's, that's a big headline in my life. There's a new puzzle currently on the floor just next to me. At the moment, I've only got the outline and a little bit of the middle. When it's finished, it'll be a little like old fashioned bread delivery van outside a bakery somewhere in Yorkshire. It's cute, it's cute. That's about the height of excitement in my life. At the moment, not much is going on. I would imagine it's much the same with you, but it's fine, because we're on the radio. That's the exciting thing in my life. I get to catch you for a couple of hours, so that's good. Thank you for having me on this afternoon. Stick about until five o'clock. Miles is on at five. Before then, loads of stuff, including 
a couple of tracks I'm going to play you. One before four o'clock and one before five o'clock. A live track recorded yesterday during Live at Home on Wizard Radio. James Gilmore had loads of guests on from their homes to his home. They did a bit of live music as well. So I'll play you a couple of tracks from that. I've picked out my favourites. Also, I've been taking a look back to see what I was up to. You know when your little app on your phone tells you what you've been up to like this week in a previous year? And I'm remembering better times. I really am. Want to tell you about what I was up to roughly this time last year? Of course, we have to discuss the Queen, the absolute Queen, who is the Queen of England, and her birthday celebrations that have tragically been scaled down. But don't worry, because someone's had an idea to make it all better. We'll do another round of good lockdown, bad lockdown as well, where we just look at your favourite famouses, see who's been having a good lockdown, see whose lockdown could maybe be improved. That's all happening after four o'clock. Before four o'clock. I had a thought last night when I was in bed, and it really made me laugh. It was one of those kind of semi-going-to-sleep thoughts, but it entertained me a lot. I need to tell you about that. It involves people's favourite songs. Also, I think I'll replay you the time I was roasted last week on the show about my sunglasses. Failing at things you're supposed to be really good at, obnoxious social media birthdays, and loads of great songs as well. Music coming up from Loot, Lady Gaga, Florence and the Machine has a new song as well. And I'll play Troy Sivan and 21 Pilots soon. Now though, shall I impart some wisdom in This Week I Learned? This Week I Learned? Every day's a school day, that's what they say, that's the cliche. I'm here to prove that right. I have three lessons that I've learned just whilst going about my day to day life in the last week. Lesson number one, your whole day is a lot more productive when you take your exercise in the morning. This is what I found when doing your once a day daily state sanctioned exercise. If you do it in the afternoon, I feel like you're just spending all day being like, "Oh, I'm doing nothing, I'm doing nothing, I'm being really unproductive, I'm going to go for a walk and then be productive after that. And then you never really are, because then it's like time for dinner or whatever. But if you go like, as soon as you get up, you get up, you have breakfast, or maybe go before breakfast, do your walk, that'll set you up for the rest of the day. You're like, great, I've had my fresh air, I'm feeling great, let's get on with things and seize the day and do everything that needs to be done. And it's great. So, exercise in the morning, helpful. Don't do it in the afternoon. Do it straight away. Even that, it does mean you don't have anything to look forward to in the afternoon, admittedly. But it it's better. You'll be more productive that way, I promise you. Lesson number two this week. I've learned fish fingers barbecue really well. We had a little barbecue where I'm staying at the minute. We've got some, like, you know, disposable ones from Sainsbury's. Put them on the little patch of concrete outside. It was quite a sunny evening as well, so it was really, really, really nice. Um, I don't really eat meat. I do occasionally, but generally I don't. I do eat fish though, and so had a veggie burger on the grill. Beautiful. It was a Linda McCartney one. I know, fancy. Actual Linda McCartney. None of that own brand supermarket stuff. I didn't make up for it, but having an own brand fish finger or two. Put them on the barbecue. It was great. Got nice and crispy, a little bit charred, you know, just how you like it. Whacked it in a burger bun. Good stuff. Tasty. Garlic mayo, ketchup, mm 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 mm. Lick your lips, fantastic, yummy. So, fish fingers barbecue well, I've learned this week. I've also learned this week that running really loosens you up. It's been a while since I've been for a run. There was a time in my life where I was getting quite on it. I did that Couch to 5k app and it helped a lot. And then I got to the end of that and I was like, great, I never need to run again now. So, I kind of didn't run and I haven't really run since the summer. But everyone else is running, everyone's being nominated for that 5k thing. I could not do that. I couldn't run 5k, even if I wanted to, even if I've been training. Maybe I've been training, but 
when I did couch to 5k, I run so slowly that on the last day, when you do 30 minutes of running, I only managed 4k. That's how slow I run. But I just went for a little, a short run, just to see if I could still do it, because everyone else was going. And I found, you know, it, it loosens you up, in the sense that, you know, your bones are, not your bones, your muscles are less stiff, and that's good. It also loosens you up in another sense, that I wasn't quite ready for. And so I had to, like, rush home. Like, come on, come on. I need to get in, get me to the toilet, quick, quick, quick. So, a valuable lesson. Don't run on a full, full bowels, <laughs> I suppose. It's what we learnt this week, then. Go for your walk, run, cycle, bike, ride, whatever it is in the morning. You'll be more productive. Fish fingers, great on a barbecue. And running loosens you up in every sense. This is new, 21 Pilots, Level of Concern, Wizard Radio. 21 Pilots, that was Level of Concern, and this is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman, good afternoon. You good? Troy Savan playing next, Dua Lipa coming up, and Loot. I feel like I've become a sort of a self-appointed social media policeman. This wasn't fully intended, but you know what happens. You see something on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, and you think, oh my god. I hate it. That's terrible. Why are you doing that? And I'm fortunate to have a radio show as a platform, so I just bring it to the radio. I think one of the worst things I ever saw was an old friend of mine, really old friend, had posted to their story, sorry if I've recently unfollowed you, I'm just trying to follow accounts that inspire me and get rid of the ones that I find uninspiring. Great! That That's... that's polite that's a nice thing to do you could have unfollowed them without telling them but no 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 you you went out of your way to make sure they knew that you'd unfollowed them because you considered them uninspiring thankfully i did survive that cull i don't know whether there were subsequent culls and what my status was in those but i think we're all right for the moment i've seen something that might be worse possibly talking about birthdays a bit later on the show because it's the queen's birthday soon but in the meantime, this is someone who's not quite as important as the Queen. And yet, they've made a bigger deal out of their birthday, I think. You know how the Queen, she's cancelled her gun salute? Yeah. Well, this person that I've seen very much hasn't. I need to be very careful at this point, because I am talking about an actual real person. You know, with feelings and emotions. I kind of know them. They might be listening, they might not. I don't know. But, I just... I couldn't not say anything about this because it just it made me burst if I hadn't because oh my god it's terrible it's so bad I can't wait to tell you it was their birthday this week and you know you know how some people when it's their birthday they maybe get a bit spammy on the Instagram story because people will do their own stories and tag them and be like oh happy birthday and put a lovely photo of them up that's nice that's cute and then they share that back to their own story so you've got Their their story is everyone else's story Wishing them a happy birthday That to me is a little bit over the top But if that's what people want to do great It's nice It's it's, You know it shows that you appreciate people caring What I've seen Is so much worse than that Not only did this person Repost every Instagram story That they had been Tagged in for their birthday They'd also posted screenshots of every person writing on their Facebook timeline wishing them a happy birthday. And screenshots of every person that's messaged them wishing them a happy birthday. Oh my god, why? Why is that necessary? I don't understand. The little bit at the top of the story that tells you how many other stories to scroll through. They were smaller than pinheads, honestly. It was tiny. Like, take it easy. Chill. 
relax. You don't have to repost every birthday greeting you've got. Did you also post pictures of every birthday card? No, come on. Oh, it was terrible. Obviously, I scrolled through every single one because I was just, I love the hate. But, oh, so bad. Why are people like this? Just take, take the phones off them, honestly. Come on. Please, spare me the minutes of my life that I spent looking at that. I, admittedly, it was a choice, but still, I want those minutes back, damn it. Right, coming up next, Selena Gomez has been slightly embarrassing herself. I'll tell you more after this from Troy Sivan. This is Take Yourself Home on Wizard Radio. Troy Sivan on Wizard Radio. Take Yourself Home. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Playing soon. How about Dua Lipa, Loot, and new Florence and the Machine. Oh, Florence and the Machine's great. I'm so glad she's back. First, though, what are you really, really good at? What are you really, really knowledgeable about? What would you be really confident that you know what you're doing in? There's some, there must be something right. I can think of a few things. I mean, doing the radio, I guess, would be one of them. Knowledge of obscure noughties pop culture, I guess, would be another. If it was a pub quiz, maybe I'd do a writing like facts about London or something like that. I don't know. Everybody has a few, I guess, specialist subjects. Selena Gomez has a specialist subject. And her specialist subject is the TV show Friends off of the 90s, aka one of the most iconic game-changing sitcoms of all time, Friends. She was doing an interview with a magazine called Interview. This is BC, before Corona. And they were like, hey, Selena, you like Friends, right? And she's like, yeah, of course I like Friends. And then they are like, okay, well, prove it. How about you do a quiz about the TV show Friends to see how much of a super fan you are? If you ever find yourself famous, if people ever ask you to do something like that, say no, because it doesn't work. It never works out in your favour. Didn't go well for Selena Gomez. There were 29 questions, which is a long quiz. Guess how many she got right? Out of 29, this is Selena Gomez, a Friends super fan. She got 11 out of 29. That's just over a third of it right. The majority of the questions, this so-called Friends super fan got wrong. Do you want to go? I'll, I'll test you on a couple of them. Okay. Who was it that left all their possessions to Monica and Rachel when they died? Give me a couple of seconds. It was Mr. Heckles. Yeah, of course it is. Selena got that one right. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done. But do you know the answer to this question? What was the name of the detergent Ross used in series one when him and Rachel went on a sort of date to the laundrette? What detergent did he use? Any ideas? It was obviously Uber device. How can you not remember that, right? Classic friends that right there. Selena got that one wrong, unfortunately. And it's just kind of shown her up a little bit because she's supposed to be like amazing at all her friends trivia apparently not didn't quite get it right i've been thinking about this in relation to my own life when there are things you're supposed to be good at and then people are like well go on then prove it and you just totally flop you crumble under the pressure doesn't work out i distinctly remember being at school in like a, a music lesson where the teacher's just like yeah go and do what you want and i could play the piano i still can play the piano apparently and people are like, oh, I'll like, go and play something. And I'm going to be like, uh, uh, I don't know. What do you want me to play? And they'll be like, oh, play this. And I'll try and play that. And then mess it up and it'll sound terrible. And they'll be like, oh, you're not actually that good. And you just look silly. You look silly. You stood there. It's like you stood there with no clothes on, basically. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Or if you bring it back to quizzes, I love the chase. I talk about the chase all the time because I love the chase. <laughs> ITV all the time. 
and on the chase. Every game, there's usually a question about the Jewish faith. That's a subject I'd consider myself quite an expert in. I did a, a GCSE in religious studies. One of the religions we had to study was Judaism. I got an A star, just saying. Flex, flex, flex. And so whenever there's a question about the Jewish faith in the chase, I'm like, yes, I know the answer to this. Boom. A lot of time, I'll even say the answer, either before Bradley's finished the question or before all the options are like up on the multiple choice. Every time I've done that, I feel like I've got it wrong. What a total flop. So what I'm trying to say is that, Selena Gomez, I relate to you. When you got asked to do a friend's quiz to test how much of a friend superfan you were and then got the majority of the questions wrong, I feel that on a really deep level. Just sort of another one. If people are like, oh, you're, you're funny, are you? Well, go on, tell us a joke. And you just sit there not being able to think of a joke. You look like a lemon. I, I relate, Selena. It's okay. Don't worry about doing terribly in this friend's quiz. We've all been there when we've been put on the spot to try and prove that we're good at something. And then we just, we just totally flop, don't we? Still to come. Before 4 o'clock, I'll play Florence the Machine. I need to talk about a thought I had in bed last night. And next, do you want to re-hear what happened last week when I got roasted about my sunglasses? We'll do that next on Wizard Radio. After Dua Lipa, this is the incredible Break My Heart. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibility. Good song, that. Loot and somebody else. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Afternoon all. Before that, I played you Dua Lipa and Break My Heart. Coming up, epic banger lady gaga stupid love and next brand new flaunts the machine which is very exciting we listened to the show last week i was feeling a bit sensitive because i've been given some comments about my sunglasses and so i invited you to give your thoughts we put a picture up on twitter and you were quite forthcoming in your opinions on my sunglasses i slightly regretted asking if you missed it you can have another listen now we're discussing my own fragile ego and insecurity at the moment because i got kind of roasted this week over my sunglasses which i've always quite liked i got told that they were funny and they looked like a comedy disguise and i've really taken this to heart i don't know what to think about it and so I, I just kind of want it settled i want thoughts i want feedback if you're gonna roast me roast me if not then you know builds me up prove the haters wrong first up in this this important discussion which is i think very important not just for me but for the whole nation right now we have a contribution from james gilmore hi hello um, what what are your thoughts it's interesting because i've been studying your face and that's a dangerous thing to do um the sunglasses well, you should never look at one person's fa- face for too long. You start tearing things apart. Um, okay. I think... Okay. On one part, I think they're quite unremarkable, if I'm going to be honest. Like, like the, the sunglasses, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, probably bought them from a, what, a sunglass hut? A Primark. A pri- there we go. Um... I see there's a bit of colouring, so you wanted a bit of style, but not too much because the rest of the frame is quite normal. I guess the only thing I'd say is the little bend and then the line on top. Yeah. I could see why people would see a, that design on your face as being a bit of a disguise because that's quite throwback. That's like, that is like detective in an officer. In an office, even. Oh... Uh. But, okay. but otherwise, I don't really know what all the fuss is about. 
I mean, I would be focusing on the rest of your face rather than the sunglasses. Thank you. That, in a strange way, I think, is what I wanted to hear. Just like, the fact just... that they're, they're boring and uninteresting. That's what I want them to be. Well, I, no, I see you've tried to go a little... There's a little edge. There's a little tint to the sunglasses. It shows that you've taken half a step. You've dipped your toe in the warm side of the pool. But... <laughs> <laughs> but not much more than that. And that's fine. They're sunglasses. Exact. Thank you. I feel better, which right. is good, given the messages I'm about to read. Mia says, the only thing I think is funny about the sunglasses is the colouring. James mentioned they have, a, they have a slight tint to them, a sort of a, like a brownie red tint. Mia says, it's a bit feminine because they have that red colouring in the lens. I feel like those are meant more for middle-aged women or mums looking for an age than teenage boys, you know. That's just what I think. I might be wrong, but I probably am not. Listen, nothing wrong with feminine. There's, you know, no hate towards all things feminine. Break down gender barriers, you know what I mean? No more gender stereotypes. If, if boys want to wear pink, let boys wear pink. Although, yeah, the feminine th- thing I don't mind, but the, the middle-aged mum, I do mind slightly more. <laughs> that... No. Yeah, okay, that is vaguely insulting. Mum looking for an egg. Basically, me saying my sunglasses look like someone's mum who's desperately trying to be cool. You know, they, they pretend to like Drake. They use words like, what's happening, guys? And, oh, peng. No, that, that apparently, according to Mia, is what those sunglasses convey. Slightly worrying, but okay. Aaron says... I don't think you look like a spy in those sunglasses because spy gl- sunglasses would be fully blacked out and really thick. But those are just normal sunglasses, in my opinion. I basically have no opinion on them. They're just normal sunglasses. Good. This is this is what I want to hear. I don't want people to be like, oh, Alec, you look great in them. They're so lovely. Don't care about that. I just want to know that they're, they're vaguely normal looking, that they're unremarkable, that they're boring. They don't make people want to burst out in fits of laughter when they look at me. That's all I want, okay? I just want people to not notice my sunglasses and not tell me that they look funny. Oh, man. Um, Matt. Matt says, oh, no, Alec. I don't think you should be wearing them. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, for the moral support. They'd work more for someone who's got a bit more style and an edge to them, if you know what I mean. They're quite stylish sunglasses, and if we're going to be honest, I don't think you're a very stylish person. You're funny, entertaining, I love listening to your radio show. Oh, thank you. But would I take style advice from you? No. What, what do I make of that? Matt's basically saying, yes, they're great sunglasses, they're really cool, therefore, you shouldn't be wearing them because you're not cool enough. You're not worthy of sunglasses like that. Which is... It's sort of a compliment and yet an insult at the same time. I, I don't I don't really know what to think. And to finish off, and I say to finish off because I think I'm going to need to go and have a little cry after this because I've just been totally ripped to shreds here by Sophia. I don't want to sound really rude. <laughs> okay, then. The only funny thing in that photo is your face. It looks a bit like one of those Mr. Potato heads where the nose and mouth have kind of been inserted in. The hair's a bit Playmobil as well. But the sunglasses are fine. You shouldn't feel self-conscious about wearing them. Oh, thanks, Sophia. Thanks a lot. I won't worry about the sunglasses. I'll just worry about the stuff I can't change. In other words, the rest of my face. Thanks. Thank you so much. Why did we do this again? 
my search my search for validation has really really done me dirty here. I I regret this instantly. New Florence Machine. That's lovely. Light of Love on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Afternoon all. Played soon. Lady Gaga. And I'm gonna replay your track from Live at Home yesterday. If you missed that. James Gilmore had loads of people just chatting to them in their houses and they did a few live tracks. I'll play you my favourite one of those next. You know when you're lying in bed and your mind's wandering and you just kind of have a whole sequence of random thoughts that just kind of they pop into your head. You don't really know where they come from. They just appear. And sometimes you have really good ideas. Sometimes you can't even remember what you're thinking about from one second to the next. And occasionally you think of something and you find it really oddly funny and you can't quite understand why. You just do. I had one of those thoughts last night and I was probably making myself laugh about it. Just this idea that pops into my head from nowhere and I thought it was great. And so I feel the need to share it with you because it's just, it's a profound bedtime motivation. I realized, right, there are people in this world who have a favorite song. Their favorite song in the whole world. They think it's the song that's better than any other song. It makes them happier than any other song. It brings back better memories than any other song. Their favorite song in the whole world is one particular song. For some people, that song must be I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. (laughs) I don't know why this came into my head, but I just found it really funny, the idea that there must be someone out there, you know, just by balance of probability. There is someone whose favourite song ever, ever, ever to exist is I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. And I think it's hilarious, and I can't explain why I think it's hilarious. I just think it is. You know what I mean? It, like, it, it's just that's the idea that somebody thinks that is the best song ever written, which I find really hilarious because no offense to it, it's a great song. It's like a party anthem. It goes off at birthday parties and bar mitzvahs, but it's just, it's not that good. It's fine, it's fun, but the best song of all time, it is not. And yet, for some people, they will think that it is. That will be their favorite song ever in the world to exist. I think that's funny. I don't know why, just, it's just a really random song slightly generic but also just really random to be someone's favorite song and yeah it must be someone's there might be someone listening right now whose favorite song is i got a feeling by the back of peace if so i'm really sorry for offending you i didn't i don't mean it in a bad way i'm not laughing at you i'm just laughing at the idea i hope you understand i was thinking of other kind of random songs that could that must be someone's favorite song in the world another good one i came up with party rock anthem by LMFAO. You know, everyone knows the song. Everyone quite likes the song. Is it anyone's favourite song in the world? I'd think no. But then it must be, because it's really popular. Someone must think that is the best song ever made and love it to pieces. And I just, again, who who are the people who think LMFAO Party Rock Anthem is like their favourite song? Why? Can you just explain it to me? I just want to talk. I don't understand. I find it really funny. See also... Anything that's been touched by Sean Paul, surely that's not a contender for someone's favourite song. And yet, it has to be, because otherwise Sean Paul wouldn't be as rich as he is. It's just, just a thought that I had whilst I was going to sleep last night. There are people in the world who think these songs really are the best songs ever made. Funny old world. Right, coming next, I'm going to play you a song from Wizard Radio's live at home session yesterday. I picked out one of my favourites. You'll find out what it is after this absolute banger. It's Lady Gaga, Stupid Love. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Hi, going to Firestone. 
reminding us of better times, better springs, when it was nice and we were actually out outside. This is Wizard Radio, my name is Alec Feldman. Good afternoon, 220 Kid playing next. Lennon Stella coming up in party next door as well. Now it's time for good lockdown, bad lockdown. We check in with some of your favourite famous people and otherwise newsworthy individuals and see whether they're having a good lockdown and a bad lockdown. Who's up? Who's down? Who's doing well? Who's making a fool of themselves? First up this week, someone that's having a good lockdown, Paul Chuckle. You know Paul Chuckle, one of the Chuckle brothers, the sadly only surviving Chuckle brother. He's been having a great time. He has been doing DJ sets in his house. There's a video that is put up on his Twitter. It's him playing the song Tsunami by Dubs and Borgias. You know, the one that goes like... Tsunami. That one. And he's, he's dancing around, he's pointing to the crowd and having a boogie. He's got, I think he's got a drink in his hand as well. At one point, he's got these two weird aerosol things that look a lot like Febreze that he's spraying around. Don't know what's going on there. But he's having a whale of a time, is Paul Chuckle. So, Paul Chuckle, well done to you. I'm glad you're having a good lockdown. It's great content. Now we move on to someone who's having a slightly bad lockdown. Richard Branson. Multi-million billion squillionaire Richard Branson, owner of the Virgin Empire, air ballooning enthusiast, author of the book Losing My Virginity, ha ha ha, very funny. He's having a bad lockdown, everyone's having a go at him at the moment, because you know how loads of people are doing some fundraising for the NHS, various charities that support NHS staff, because the government can't pay them enough? Yeah, so loads of people are giving money to that, especially when they're doing that tag five, run five, donate five thing. And they're donating through Virgin Money Giving, which takes a little extra fee to cover the cost of running the website that some other giving websites don't do. People are getting quite angry at Richard Branson saying, mate, you can afford it. This is literally like 2p to a person who's on average income. You could afford to cover the cost of this website yourself, and you haven't, because not everyone's donations go into the NHS, and you know, people are annoyed about that. So Richard Branson, he's having a very bad lockdown. Everyone's having a go at him and saying he's greedy and a billionaire and deserves to be eaten. Unlucky dick. It's short for Richard. <laughs> Someone else who's having a good lockdown is a guy called Charles Ingram. You might not have heard of Charles Ingram, but he's been in the news a lot this week because ITV have done this drama called Quiz, which is about, in the year 2001... A guy on the quiz show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, won a million pounds. But there were rumours that he'd cheated. Someone in the audience had been coughing to signal the correct answers. They made a whole documentary about this. And this Charles Ingram guy, he's very active on Twitter. He's involved heavily in hashtag FBPE. Loves the EU. Has also been tweeting about this show that's about him and has actors playing the part of him. He loved it. He said it was terrifyingly accurate. Horribly cringeworthy. Five stars was the review he gave it. And a lot of people are enjoying the fact that the guy who's the subject of this TV show is just tweeting about it. He's loving the attention. Absolutely loving it. And so Charles Ingram's having a great lockdown thanks to ITV and the show Quiz, which I haven't watched yet. I've been meaning to watch it and I haven't got around to it. So desperate to see that. I'll watch it soon, I promise. Some people that are having a slightly worse lockdown, though. The Metropolitan Police, London's police force, They've been getting in trouble. There was a guy, a journalist, called Michael Segalov, I think his name was. 
and he was out for a walk in the park on his one sanctioned state exercise when he saw the police giving this woman a hard time telling her to go home and he thought they were being a bit aggressive so he got his phone out as any journalist would and started filming it and then the police turned on him there's a video that's now been put up of this there's one officer in the van who's going man in the blue go away please leave and loads of other officers being like can you leave now sir please leave and he's like i'm a journalist like i'm doing my job and they're like leave leave get out go go just like yelling at him and at one point a guy's like go home you're killing people it, the mind boggles. I don't understand. <laughs> so they do not come out of that video very well. So they've been having a bad lockdown. I'm sure lots of people will get in trouble about that because it looks terrible in the police. Another person who's having a good lockdown. Have you heard about this guy? Captain Tom Moore. What a legend. He decided that for his 100th birthday, he was going to do 100 laps of his garden. And he wanted to raise a bit of money for the NHS whilst he was doing it. So he set like a sponsorship target. He, he wanted to raise £1,000. As things stand, at uh, about f- four o'clock on Sunday, he has raised twenty-two million pounds, nearly twenty-three million. That's incredible. That's utterly ridiculous as a number. I can't get my head around that number. How is that even a number that exists? I don't know. I've done the maths right. That's about twenty-two thousand times more than he expected to raise. So, good on him. What an incredible achievement. Obviously, goes without saying, we should actually fund the NHS properly. But in the absence of that, this guy's done an amazing thing, and people have really loved his story. So that's good. Tom Moore, Captain Tom Moore, having a great lockdown. On the other hand, Matt Hancock having a bad lockdown. Matt Hancock, he's like the health minister secretary guy. He's in charge of the NHS, basically, in the government. His solution wasn't to raise £22 million for the NHS. Oh, no, no. He decided we can show how much we appreciate our doctors and nurses by giving them a badge that says, Care. Yeah, nice one, Matt. They'll really appreciate that. Although I have heard rumours, I don't know how true this is, that they're not actually being given the bags, they're being sold the bags for £7.99, which is 49p more than the minimum wage of £7.50. So, well done. Well done, Matt Hancock. You're really valuing our NHS workers. Thanks very much. And that is this week's edition of Good Lockdown, Bad Lockdown, only on Wizard Radio. This is 220Kid and Gracie with Don't Need Love. Gracie did that song on Live From Home yesterday on Wizard Radio with James Gilmore. It was so good. If you want to listen back, wizardradio.co.uk slash repeat to listen to James Gilmore's show. Or wait about 35 minutes. I'll play you another song from Live At Home before the end of the show at 5 o'clock today. Alec Feldman here on Wizard Radio playing Lennon Stella in a bit and Party Next Door as well. It's the Queen's birthday soon. It's on the 21st of April, which is Tuesday. I know she has two birthdays, but one of them is coming up next week. And obviously she's already announced today that she's not going to have any gun salutes to mark it. I know, what a tragedy. What is a gun salute? Is it just when they fire cannons? It's like... Happy birthday, Queen. Um, but that's off. That's cancelled. What a shame. So, to make it up to her, well, this, wasn't, this was before it got cancelled, but someone had an idea of how we can make the Queen's birthday. But <laughs> I say the Queen, I'm talking about the actual Queen of England, by the way. You know, Elizabeth II, Her Majesty, her. A guy called Ben Fogel. He's quite posh. He's a TV presenter. I don't really know what else he does. He might do athletics or something. He put this tweet out (laughs) on the 16th of April, which was Thursday, with an idea. He said, 
It's the Queen's birthday next Tuesday. Let's throw her a surprise. At 9am on the 21st of April, we're calling on the whole country to sing happy birthday from our windows and doorsteps. Let our song bring good cheer, not just to Her Majesty, but to the whole nation. So basically, it wants us to sing happy birthday to the Queen. He thinks she'll she'll really appreciate it. <laughs> I find this so funny. Everyone else did as well. Loads of people on Twitter kind of <laughs> making fun of him and his idea. My incredibly helpful insight was that if he's putting the idea on Twitter, it's not going to be a surprise for the Queen, is it? You've ruined it now. Idiot, she'll see it. She's on Twitter all the time, I bet, on a gold-plated iPhone. So now she'll see the surprise. It'll be ruined. Ruined, I tell you. Um, I think later, once everyone started making fun of him, he did the classic blame it on the kids tactic, where he was like, oh, of course it wasn't my idea, it was just my kids' idea, I thought it would be nice. Sure, of course your kids know when the Queen's birthday is, of course you do. Um, so that was quite funny, <laughs> and it really made a lot of people laugh. But then, um, <laughs> he's had another idea today, I can't quite believe this. He's, he's changed the plan, we're not singing it at 9am on the 21st of April anymore for the Queen. <laughs> he came up with a new idea now, late last night. He wants us to sing happy birthday on the 30th of April. Put that in your diaries, everyone. That is Thursday week. That's not this coming Thursday. It's a Thursday after. We're singing it for Captain Tom Moore, a.k.a. the NHS legend. <laughs> ben Fogel, calm down. We, we don't have to sing happy birthday to anyone. You can't just keep telling us we have to sing happy birthday to people. Relax. It's fine. We've already got clapping for the NHS. We don't we don't need a mass happy birthday, honestly. It's it's a nice thought. It is a nice thought. But, y you know, that that's, that's enough from you. It was a nice idea. But I think maybe stop incessantly trying to force the nation to sing happy birthday to people. Get the message. We're not that interested. I'm sorry to report. Oh, Ben Fogel. Bless him. Right, coming up next, I'm going to play Len Stella, and then I want to relive a happy memory from a year gone by, simpler times in my life, one year ago. I'll tell you what that was next on Wizard Radio. Lennon Stella and Jealous on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here. Afternoon. How's life? Everything good with you? Playing soon. Olivia Rodrigo and Celeste. I still love that Celeste song. It's playing in a bit. And Party Next Door next. First, though... I want to relive a memory, a really happy memory of what I was doing almost a year ago. Not quite a year ago, but we're close. This is, it started coming up already on my phone, on the like, here's what you were up to previously thing. Do you remember, do you remember 2019 BC? We'll, we'll start calling it 1 BC from now on. BC obviously stands for before Corona. Last year, simpler times. One of the best things I always find about Easter isn't Easter itself, it's the days and week or so afterwards. Because the shops buy loads of Easter eggs, not all of them get sold by Easter, but when Easter's are finished, they're like, they're desperate to, to shift them. They want them out, so they just cut the prices loads, so you get really cheap Easter eggs. They've, they've done that a little bit, I found this year, but maybe not by as much as I would have been hoping so far. And this memory flashed up. Me and a couple of friends of mine a year ago, we're coming back from somewhere. We've been to a podcast live show because we're really cool like that. And we were on our way back and we saw this group of lads. And they were all going into the tube station. Each of them carrying a massive stack of Easter eggs. And we were like, whoa, where did you get all them? And they were like, guys, go to that Tesco Express down the road. Go now. They're so cheap. And we were like, hmm, 
okay. We haven't really got anywhere to be. Let's give this a go. So we walked down the road. We walked for about 10 minutes, it felt like. It took ages to actually find this Tesco they were talking about. But then we got there. They weren't wrong. It was an absolute gold mine. Truly a treasure trove of all things chocolate-based. It was incredible. Can I tell you what I bought this time last year? I bought like a, a Cadbury's Oreo cream egg, you know, the normal one. And also a Rolo cream egg as well, a, a slightly smaller one. Guess how much they were each. Go on, go on, guess. Have a guess in your head. No, it was lower. 37p each. I spent 74p. I got two Easter eggs. And then I think, I think in the end I got another one. It was like maybe two pounds. I got a cream egg one. But the cream egg one also came with a mug. It was mainly the mug that I wanted. So all in all, I spent about £2.74 on three Easter eggs. Which is probably less than it would be like at Easter for one Easter egg. And I just I was looking at this and I'm thinking, oh man, that was such a good day. The day of the really cheap Easter eggs. Life was simple. I wasn't graduating this year into a terrible, crashed economy. There wasn't a global pandemic on. And Easter eggs were cheap. Times were good. What a day that was. Uh, I really miss it. One day, one day, friends, we will be allowed outside the house again. And we will be able to hunt for heavily discounted Easter eggs. We can dream. That's all we can do. Playing in a bit, Olivia Rodrigo. And next, Party Next Door. You might not know about Party Next Door. You might be massive fans of them. But if you're not, don't worry. I've got you covered. I have prepared a really, really handy 60-second guide, which basically tells you everything you need to know about Party Next Door within the space of one minute. And to make things better, it is completely true. I would not lie to you. I would not willingly spread disinformation. So everything you're about to hear is completely accurate and totally researched so you can rest easy. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60-second guide. It's a Saturday night. You get a knock at the door. It's your next door neighbour, clutching a bottle of wine and some chocolates. Hi, they say. Just wanted to let you know that we're having a party tonight. So, apologies in advance if there's a bit of noise. We'll try and keep it down and it should be over by 11. This is for you, for the inconvenience. They hand you the wine and the chocolates. You smile and thank them for their consideration. You know that they won't try and keep it down and there's no chance it'll be over by 11. It's 10pm. The party's in full swing now. You're being subjected to their terrible playlist. Who actually enjoys this music, you wonder, when all of a sudden, from nowhere, a person comes crashing over the fence and into your favourite bush. They get up, dazed, before jumping back over the fence. Cans have been thrown over the fence. You're trying to go to sleep, but there's too much noise. You open up your laptop and go on Zoopla to try and find a new place to live. And that's Party Next Door in 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Olivia Rodrigo and all I want. Party Next Door and Rihanna with Believe It before that. Alec here. A couple of weeks ago on the show, I asked you for your stories of when playing board games with your family during lockdown went horribly wrong. Here's a few of my favourites. Alex with an X. I should call him Alec just for some revenge, but I won't do that. Alex says, board games. Don't you mean board games? (laughs) I hate them. Honestly, I'd rather do anything else with my time than sit down playing Scrabble or something like that. Every now and again, I think it's a good idea, and I start one with my brother or my mum, but then I get so bored after about 15 minutes, I need to walk away. So then, whoever I'm playing with gets really annoyed, because I've just upped and left after 15 minutes of a game, and that ends up in a whole argument. So I'm the reason for board games going wrong in my family. Wow, someone 
making a sort of a self-confession there. I wasn't expecting that. I really wasn't. Are you really getting up after 15 minutes because you're bored? Or are you getting up after 15 minutes because that's how long it takes you to work out whether or not the game's going well for you and whether you're going to win? And once you've worked out that you're probably not going to win, you're like, right, well, I've had enough of this. I'm off. I'm done. I'm leaving. You flip the table over and turn around and walk away. And everyone's like, what the hell just happened? Or is it really just because you're bored? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Amy says, we tried playing Twister as a family, but it was a really bad idea. Now that I'm in the later years of my teens, <laughs> as my dad would put it, twist oh, Twister is all of it sexual, says Amy. We tried playing it last night, and as soon as somebody had to be on top of someone else, I had to stop playing. I just can't see it any other way. <laughs> Very creepy, I know, but it's all I had stuck in my head. Amy, this is your family. Come on. Stop being weird about it. They're your family. It's not like that. I, I don't really know what to do with that, because on the one hand, I'm like, oh, come on, that's silly. It's your family. It's not, it's not that way. But on the other hand, I can sort of see what you mean where it, it might be a bit a bit strange if you're kind of thrusting your, your groin in your, your, your nan's face or whatever it happens to be. That's not what you want. That's not what it's about. Nobody wants that, least of all your nan. So maybe maybe Amy has a point here. Mm, I, I don't want to admit it, but maybe she, maybe she does. Yeah, okay. Twister, I guess, has a, an upper age limit. Or maybe a kind of a, a middle age limit where you can't play it between the ages of like, I don't know, 15 and 35 because it becomes a bit too too intimate yeah that sounds like a an all right rule to implement actually that sounds fair we could put that on the box ages 4 to 15 and 35 plus but not in the middle too much awkwardness too much weirdness no thank you Lauren says this isn't a quarantine story because I haven't actually played any board games over the last couple of weeks shockingly But the last time I saw my grandma before all this self-isolation stuff, we played a game of Monopoly, which is the worst game to play with my gran. She thinks she's some Monopoly expert, but in reality, she just plays by her own rules. She starts taking property away from you for no proper reason, and you just have to give up all hope and play to her own rules, which she makes up as she goes. After literally 30 minutes, she has two hotels, has taken away property from you, and is giving herself cash. It's funny, but also makes no sense. This is outrageous. This is this is a disgrace. That's not allowed. That surely. Why does no one call her out on this? You can't just let a, your grand get away from it with it. Because I don't know, she's old and she's she's got a bus pass. That doesn't mean you can cheat a monopoly. What on what grounds does she requisition your property? Is she like, oh, I'm the I'm the I'm the bailiff. You haven't paid your mortgage, so I'm coming to take it off you. No, that's not allowed. You can't take money out of the bank either. Like when you said she makes up the rules as she goes along, I thought it'd be I thought you'd be talking about little stuff. Like maybe, I don't know, four hundred pounds if you pass if you land on go, which is the thing people do, or if you you have to go to jail if you'd get three doubles in a row. That I can sort of understand sort of the different house rules that people might adopt or not. But th- this is just this goes beyond that. This is utter madness. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and yet really funny to me because I can totally imagine a gran trying to pull that off and getting away with it because you can't you can't question them. It's your gran. They've lived through so much, so many difficult times. They didn't fight in the war, so 
we called them out for cheating in Monopoly. I, I have no idea whether your grand's old enough to have fought in the war. I suspect not, but that's that's what they'd say. Wow, 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 wow. Nobody has hotels after 30 minutes of Monopoly unless you're cheating. Unbelievable. <laughs> your granite, uh, Lauren, sounds hilarious. I would love to hear more about her at some point because that's brilliant. Thank you for that. Jamie says, I tried playing Guess Who? Which I realised is basically the same as someone's knocking at your door. You be quiet, Jamie. Don't bring someone's knocking at your door into this. Shush. Don't don't let any, everyone realise. Um, anyway, Jamie tried playing Guess Who? Which is nothing like someone's knocking at your door. Last week, with my dad, who was the worst person to play that game with, it's like he just doesn't understand the rules. I asked the question, does this person have a moustache? He said, no. Guess what? The person did have a moustache. When I asked him about it, he goes, that's not a proper moustache, that's more of a tash. What's that supposed to mean? I can't play this game with him, says Jamie. That's... What's the difference between a moustache and a tash? There is none. It's facial hair is facial hair, come on. This is... This is... Your, your parents and grandparents are utterly, utterly shameless. Imagine cheating at guess who. Does this person have a moustache? No, just a just a tash. I mean, man, I don't know what to say to that. That's just shocking. I'm shocked and appalled. There are some really bad cheaters out there. Bringing shame upon their families, their friends, and most importantly, themselves. Well, keep me updated. If any of your, your grands are cheating at Monopoly again, or dad's not understanding simple questions and guess who, always, always want to hear about it. You know where I am. You know where to find me. Just let me know. Happy to hear more tales of this kind. And I really do mean that. So if you've got another story of board games going wrong with your family members, I really want to hear it. Just send me an email anytime you like. Any time of day a week, I'm here for you. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. Just put like Alec board game in the subject or something and I'll see it. This is Celeste. Stop this flame. All right. I think I'm out of here. I'll be back next week and someone's Zooming. You'll be back in all the other usual stuff as well. Just been a bit of a weird week. So... I will speak to you then, and check out the weekly mixtape as well on Friday. We did a naughty special this week, and it was good. Who knows what songs we will play this week? Not even me yet, so we'll find out on Friday at 3. In the meantime, there is a podcast of the show that you can go and enjoy. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed and downloaded it, and then ideally listened to it as well. That'd be nice. But mainly just subscribe and download. Thanks very much. We'll speak next week. This is The Weekend, and in your eyes, Miles Mikulski next. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.